0: A problem, a profoundly important problem to be solved. As we look towards the demands for pilots going into the future, that existing fleet is becoming obsolete and is incredibly expensive. And in terms of answering a problem and creating a product with demand, electric aviation is an ideal solution. Plus, now being working with the FAA and in the transition to The actual delivery of aircraft in a relatively near future is, of course, a thrill for all of us.
1: Welcome to the Proco 360 podcast. I'm Dave Tabor hosting Proco 360 because I love getting to know Colorado's entrepreneurs and leaders and sharing my conversations with them with you. My guests have figured out how to build very successful businesses while being collaborative, enjoying all that Colorado has to offer, and doing that with other talented people who share their values. This episode of the Proco 360 podcast is with George Bai, CEO of By Aerospace, a Colorado company that is the world leader and innovator of electric aircraft. Bai's Flyer is in the final stages of FAA approval and already has orders for over 700 aircraft. George is a veteran of Desert Storm and a former Air Force aircraft commander and instructor pilot in the supersonic T-38. George started By Aerospace Fourteen years ago, so he may be the most doggedly patient entrepreneur I've ever interviewed. I'm looking forward to learning a lot about getting a new class of aircraft off the ground. Yes, I know that's a pun. George, glad you could join me and Proco three hundred and sixty listeners via Zoom. It's a pleasure, Dave. Truly. Well, and and so how close was my introduction? I mean, how would you describe by aerospace? I think that is a, a nice introduction.
0: The. The background, my personal background in the Air Force as an engineer developing new aircraft is all the context of, of Bi aerospace and the initiative behind our research and now making ready this world's first electric aircraft. So we've been tracking those technology trends. And now as the research has matured, the technology has matured, our
1: mission is to bring the world's first electric airplane to market. That's so cool. I mean, it's also amazing because you started in 2007, almost 14 years, you've been in development for a product you still can't quite sell. I mean, are you, as I described in the the introduction, are you perhaps the most patient man alive? It's not just entrepreneurship. It's pioneering, meaning
0: it's not a new business within businesses, but rather a new business that doesn't have a, a roadmap. The the persistence through all of that research phase is indeed what it takes to bring a new airplane uh, and bring those two aspects together. So I suppose persistence is really… 14 years as a startup, right?
1: Yeah. But I, I suppose persistence is really a, a better word than patience because that's really what it takes. So what about your background? If you can think back to, I don't know, when you're a kid or later on, or, is there something somewhere you learned this, this persistence that you've needed now at Buy? When I was eight, nine years old, my mother
0: first, later my father, got their pilot license. And as a youngster... I got to fly with them. Shortly thereafter, we purchased a Piper Cherokee 140, a little general aviation single engine airplane and enjoyed that as a family. I imagined myself uh, at that time, it's like, I want to be a pilot. I want to be a jet pilot. I thought, you know, that was my world. And of course, those were the days of the Apollo program and setting new records with aviation aerospace. So I I set my course, to your point, with very great patience and persistence Hmm. Um, over many, many years. I was very fortunate to be able to have that dream come true through college, uh, you know, the process of training in the Air
1: Force. I was very fortunate to achieve those goals. Well, and... and I saw in your bio, you've flown a supersonic T-38. I'm not sure what a T-38 is, but I know what supersonic means. I mean, what, for those of us that don't fly, and most of us will never fly at a supersonic rate of speed. I mean, what is that like? Do you even hear the boom when you break the sound barrier? No, that's
0: the funny thing. When when you're going through the air at that speed, of course, the sound is behind you. Yeah. And, and people, perhaps on the ground, depending on how high you are, uh, they might, might they might hear the sonic boom, but um, yeah. And the, it's actually silent. It's actually silent.
1: I guess that's right. Because you're flying, you're Past the booms it, coming yeah. behind you and you're, yes. Right. Oh, so now you've changed, you've changed flavors of flying a lot because you've gone from supersonic to this electric plane, which now goes, I don't know. I did the math somewhere between 120, and 150 miles an hour. Um, if I'm close, cause I know you do it in knots, but I mean, How did you get the vision of going from flying supersonic jets to an electric airplane?
0: Yeah, so aviation is made up of many segments, right? And in my career, I've had the opportunity to fly and gain experience in all those segments. Single engine general aviation, multi-engine, larger twins and business category class, on into Supersonic jets, and of course the very large transport category—the big, big jets carry a lot, lot of uh, payload. So I've had the opportunity to experience the full spectrum of aviation, but the common entry point for all of us is the single-engine training fleet, the general aviation training fleet. That's how we all begin our career path. So. It's a common route. It's, it's what mm. we all experience. And for electric aviation, the technology and its readiness for an actual product is ideally matched against the high cost component of that training fleet uh, that mm. we all need to experience to, to get our licenses.
1: So to even jet, to even jet fighter pilots start in a, two-seater little yes, plane?
0: they sure do. Yes, That's interesting
1: do. because I, they as do. I, I guess I didn't realize that as I was reading and learning about buy aerospace, I thought, well, the market can't be that big for just private aviation, aviation places that are training, you know, wannabe flyers. So you're saying Air Force, Navy, everybody uh, is learning on a little two-seater to begin with. To begin with, right. So in years past, Most commercial
0: pilots, most, meaning over half, would come out of a military training background, like myself. Sure. The other would come through just strictly civilian training. In other words, just airplanes, general aviation fleet, and progress through uh, business category aircraft and on into uh, jets. Today, the military is a tiny, tiny fraction of what it was Uh, Years ago, only about 10% of our pilots now come out of Hmm. military experience. So the weight, the weight of the training role and the importance of the training role now falls on general aviation. Uh, And certainly worldwide, it's not just in the US. Sure. Boy, the focus comes on every single pilot almost literally is going to gain experience and become qualified through this single engine fleet.
1: Well, okay. So switching gears a little bit, just a little, I mean, when you decided you want to make an electric plane, George, where did that vision come from? Years ago, uh, I was, I
0: was very fortunate to get an opportunity to have a tour of the very early Tesla Roadster development. And they, I, i Got to see the two roadsters at the time. They're putting in, you know, kind of here's the concept motor and concept batteries. And they gave me a drive back behind the streets there in Palo Alto. And oh my, you know, it's kind of ludicrous. <laughs> you know, it didn't have any endurance, but it didn't need to. <laughs> it wasn't that it was a product. The point was that technology is pointing to. A product, and I wasn't interested in cars or automobiles. I was interested in airplanes. So for me, it was like you know, this is a long ways out, but there's a
1: gigantic opportunity if we get this right. Well, that's
0: that's that was my inspiration.
1: Yeah. I think that's really neat. And funny, because I've got a question about Tesla down the road in the interview. So, I want to come back to Tesla. But, you know, it's one thing to work for a branch of the military, which you did, the Air Force, or a mega defense contractor to design, engineer, and build something like completely new. I mean, they've got systems and money and time. You didn't have any, well, you had time, you didn't have the big money, the big systems. So what made you think that you could actually do something that might normally be done only by a big contractor?
0: The, the beauty of being a pioneer, again, is that it hasn't been done before. And that's, of course, a very, very great challenge. And uh, you need to be well-prepared for that challenge. My, my life experience through Desert Storm, uh, of course, the the whole military experience, uh, Boy Scouts, all, all of that kind of put in the, uh, you know, the kind of the grit and courage uh, piece of, you know, my DNA, if you will. And um, the, the opportunity has to be bigger and brighter than the challenge. To uh-huh. it. So if you believe strong enough, Uh, that's that's what kind of drives you through the uh, through the unknown and of course uh, the collection of those that want to join recognize both the risk and the reward and that's what draws them into to to join and help realize this uh, potential disruptive change not evolutionary not revolutionary but but truly the 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 great pivot from carbon based fuels to electric
1: You're listening to Proco 360, named Best Denver Podcast, three years running. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. I'm speaking with George Bai, CEO of Bai Aerospace. Hey, thanks to our sponsors, Community Banks of Colorado, Holland & Hart, Kinsley Meetings, MicroStarkate Logistics, and Via Technologies. These great companies support Colorado businesses and entrepreneurs, and they support this show. Also, thanks to the Colorado Chamber of Commerce for Supporting me in ProCo 360. And so, George, as we move into this whole notion of creating an e-flyer, and I'm going to ask you to do the impossible, which is to answer this question kind of briefly, because the question is this I can't tell how much of what you've created is like a regular plane but lighter and with an electric motor, or you know, is it completely different, although although it looks kind of like an airplane. The the airplane is indeed you know,
0: uh, using airfoils on a wing and weight and balance and control surfaces just like a normal airplane does. The propulsion system, of course, is the key difference. Yeah. But it's interesting that electric motors and batteries allow for other changes in what we call the aero efficiency because a characteristic of an electric motor is very, very high efficiency. So very low cooling drag needed to keep the internal combustion engine cool as compared to an electric motor that doesn't need that same amount of cooling air. So the nose of the airplane looks very sleek because the cross section electric motor is smaller and the amount of cooling air much reduced. So it turns out Hmm. an all electric airplane has the benefits of great aerodynamics much reduced drag in addition to the characteristics of electric motor, meaning uh, battery electrons stored, turn the motor, create torque, create thrust, and at a greatly reduced cost compared to an internal combustion engine.
1: Wow, that's super Airplane. cool. And I know we're going to talk about cost too in a minute, but first I want to, like the first time, obviously you designed the plane. And you're like, this is what it's going to look like. We're going to put the engine in, blah, blah, blah all this stuff. And then you, you change the parts as you go. But who flew it the first time? Like who actually got it off the ground the first time? Was that, I'm guessing your investors are like, we don't want it to be George.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, unfortunately, I, I'm in line with everybody else. Uh, as experienced a pilot as I am, we have a test pilot who does uh, just a great job for us. Actually, a couple of test pilots. And they do a wonderful job for us. Um, that's their profession and of course they're out doing you know power versus speed pairs and rates of climb and altitude Uh, temperatures and and things like that um you know chuck yeager just passed uh and and, uh, a great man a great pioneer himself yeah yeah. but it, it turns out that being a test pilot has certainly the cool part the swagger but it's also just playing you know the the consistent, detailed work of evaluating performance.
1: So the first time, I'm just curious, like the first time you fly, you fly at fly for example, when your very first time, do they just like lift it off the ground a foot or two? I mean, they don't fly right up, right? I mean, there's got to be this really agonizingly slow protocol.
0: Yeah, it's tough. If you're, if you want to kind of get up and go, it's, yeah, nope, nope. You got to, you got to open up the envelope. So yeah, we did slow speed taxi, high speed taxi hops down the runway, uh, higher hops down the runway. And of course, then uh, yeah. Up above the airport on.
1: Oh, that's gotta be torture. You gotta,
0: you gotta take it. Yeah. Step by step by step. Oh.
1: Is it, uh, is it torture it, to just, well, go again, I the, go
0: back to uh, John Penny, our primary uh, pilot is a, a great, great test pilot. The, the patience of, the progression of opening up that flight envelope is, is really what's needed to prove and qualify the air. Yeah. yeah. You know, bottom, bottom line is we all want it to be safe. And yeah. so we, want to I know, that. but
1: I couldn't do it. I couldn't be the inventor and see my baby gleaming and beautiful on the runway. And that the guys just like, cool. it is a, yeah, but and cool. just like, just watched it go a foot in the air and then t- that would just be torture. But anyway, something, uh Kind of a, a strange question. I wanted to see if you could help us with. I mean, what's something that those of us who don't design aircraft we have no idea about aircraft, George? that's this really interesting that you've learned that we might we might apply to other businesses, other parts of our lives, or other products that we see that we just can't really tell because we don't know aircraft.
0: Yeah, air, aircraft. I think are it's kind of a, a multi dimensional. You know, part of our transportation uh, system. And uh, you, know, you look at automobiles in a, in a two-dimensional sense, uh, the Toyota Prius and then the Tesla and others, of course. What's different about airplanes is that uh, you have that, that third dimension, that third component. And flying through the air involves somebody else always, always. Air traffic control, airspace management, and the whole process of flying is not something that you do independently. It involves the the third dimension. Uh, and I don't mean that just literally in, in a physics sense, which is kind of cool. But uh, air traffic control and the, the business of aviation involves that qualification with the FAA. It involves the FAA airspace and the coordinated, call it the orchestra
1: orchestration yeah. of of business and aviation. Well, there's a company called uh, Blackbird that placed an order for 104 seaters, which are still farther farther out, and they, you know, they want to use it as you know for air commuting kind of things. I mean, is that even possible before we can get to a stage where it's all uh, artificial intelligence controlled? Sure is the the
0: use of airplanes as Transportation, of course, has been with us since the very, very early days. And the ability to fly airplanes for hire to take people from point to point is not just in the business of our airlines, regional airlines, but also business aircraft are used to move people, used to move uh, cargo. And the the use of an electric airplane like the E-Flyer 4, a little bit larger than the e flyer 2. Two's, the e flyer 2 is a two seater. e flyer 4 is a four seater with more range and payload and speed. This begins to kind of make the imagination a uh, business potential. And with that greatly reduced cost, the, the kind of call it an air taxi. Yeah. What, what is possible? When you have such a greatly reduced cost to move people quietly and quickly to uh, their desired location,
1: well, and I, I noticed in the your main your e, your E flyer two the the trainer, um, you have an operating cost of twenty three dollars an hour versus one hundred and ten dollars an hour for a traditional plane. So I could see why flight schools love it; uh, they'd be saving money and all that, but. You know, from your standpoint, the, your heart and soul, I mean, saving flight school's money can't be what's getting you out of bed every morning, is it? You know, the funny thing is um, a lot
0: of us just, you know, the imagination is is just an amazing thing. I mean, we, we imagine cool, we imagine, uh, you know, deep and beautiful and and. All, all of the possibilities that research might, might bring. NASA exists in part, just research for the sake of research, but in business, in business, we need to be problem solvers. When you launch a business, and here at Bioerospace, we are addressing a problem. Their needs, their, the, the needs in aviation. Our fleet is 50 years old. it's expensive to fly. There's a problem, a profoundly important problem to be solved. And in, as we look towards the demands for pilots going into the future, that existing fleet is becoming obsolete and is incredibly expensive. And in terms of answering a problem and creating a product with demand, electric aviation is an ideal solution. And yes, indeed, if you want to sell airplanes, which we do, and we want a return on investment, which is important to our stockholders. If we want to see new student pilots succeed uh, and be able to kind of break through the barriers of cost to become a pilot, mm-hmm. bringing the electric solution to market is critical. And so that's what Buy Aerospace is
1: doing. Well, that's cool. Uh- you're listening to ProCo 360. I'm your host Dave Tabor, and this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. I'm speaking with George By, CEO of By Aerospace. Go to ProCo360.com to subscribe to the newsletter, read my blog, and catch the books I'm listening to on Audible. And don't forget to rate ProCo 360 in your app when you finish this episode. And George, you mentioned that you like things that are cool as well, and I admire that because I do too. Uh, cool that solves a <laughs> burning problem is the best. Speaking of cool, I saw a picture of parachutes coming out of your planes. Now I have really mixed feelings about the idea of having parachutes on planes, because on one hand, it can make people feel safe. On the other hand, it'd be like, why the hell do you need parachutes? So what is that? So
0: 99.99% of the time, everything goes well. And We want to have an airplane uh, in this generation that even addresses that incredibly small percentage of the chance that something might not go well. You know, there's, there's great safety systems on the airplane. There's great safety systems in the technology itself. But what about that very rare occurrence when it just doesn't go well? And particularly in student training, just you know, it's not a good day. It, it's just all of the things that could go bad all all you know roll up on top, and we want that that student to have a safe, survivable recovery, no matter what.
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting now, now that you mention that.
0: Just gives that assurance.
1: Yeah. Now that you mention it, with rare, rare him. Uh, Recent exceptions: Uh, aircraft don't go down. Commercial aircraft don't go down, but the but the smaller craft are the ones that we hear about. And uh, so it sounds like this becomes a um, an added value even further to the the plane you're delivering to the market.
0: We 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 just feel that if the technology is available, that safety system is just a wonderful thing to have. Let's let's have it be
1: the absolute safest possible experience getting back to Tesla, um, all this design from scratch that you've been doing, I mean, that's, it did, and electric, of course, it did make me think of Tesla and you brought it up, which was not scripted, but, you know, I understand electric cars move, you know, sort of more easily. And I certainly understand them better than electric planes. But when you think about, how you operate in parallel design, launch, sale, you know, what do you think is sort of similar to what's going on with Tesla? And what do you think is completely different at buy?
0: So if you can kind of think of a, an electric airplane with wings, there's, I think, common ground for those of us that may not be engineers. There's a storage system for energy, the batteries, there's a computer that controls the current, the electricity going to the to the motor. And of course the motor has, what we would call a throttle or a rheostat. Uh, and that torque turns the wheel on a car, uh, turns the, the, the tires for acceleration and stopping and all the rest of it, just like the motor turns a propeller for acceleration and eventually for, for landing on an airplane. So we have wings as opposed to tires but but there's much in common in terms of the technology and how it's wired together the difference with an airplane of course is we we go into that third dimension yeah and and enjoy all of the benefits of flying along with the additional safety awareness and systems with flying
1: yeah And, and I'm interested to see how all this plays out. I saw a recent article uh, where the air Air force is supporting development of uh, sort of shuttle style helicopters. I mean, do you see, as you look 10 years, 20 years, I mean, how far do you have to look in your mind, George, before you're seeing our skies full of aircraft?
0: There it's, it's a great momentum building uh, behind electric, the technology, will indeed allow us to scale in time and do course. It'll be not just a E-Flyer 2, E-Flyer 4, there'll be a twin engine airplane and even larger as, as we go into the future. Uh, their benefits, those benefits to electric are so important to the economy. Uh, they're so important to uh, the climate. You know, the, the CO2 aspect is important. Uh, in some parts of the world, there's a great, great awareness of that and, it, and carries political weight. Other parts of the world, not, not quite yeah. yet, but certainly it's coming. Uh, and we all kind of, you know, kind of going back to the Boy Scout in me, we, you know, we want to have a, a cleaner, better experience. Uh, I'm not pro or con a particular uh, energy per se, but if we can do a better job, why not do a better job sure. when the operating cost is so beneficial?
1: Yeah. Well, and I think I think that's always where sort of the, the best entrepreneurial ideas come from is when, you know, it makes sense financially and it solves a deep pain point. So it sounds like you're on track for that. And all this is really cool, except it has to be paid for because you've been at it 14 years and you've got pre-orders, but you don't have a lot of money coming in. So you know, are you? Uh, how much money have you raised uh, at this point for buy? We've
0: we've been very successful. Uh, the The project is is gaining momentum and has uh, progressively over the years. We had several different prototypes that we've flown along the way. So there's been milestones against which people can uh, our our stockholders see evidence of progression. And the 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 patience, uh, the the long suffering, if you will, Uh has always come along against those pioneering achievements, those milestones made along the way. And of course, now being working with the FAA and in transition to the actual delivery of aircraft in a relatively near future is, of course, a thrill for all of us. Yeah.
1: Well, are you allowed to say or do you just prefer not to say how much money you've actually raised? You're shaking your head, so I'm thinking no.
0: Yeah, it's a we're a private corporation, uh yeah. we're not publicly held yet, so uh, the the you know, this discussion uh, discussions of amount amounts raised and things like that are are generally kept private. That the key thing I think um is that but we have great support from investors here in the US and around the world, Uh, venture capital money now as well. And uh, we're looking towards the revenues coming uh, from deposits now, but from produced aircraft
1: uh, from our customers uh, within the next two years. That's great. Now, I would think though, early on, that maybe I'm wrong, but I guess I suppose that a lot of your early investors were aircraft enthusiasts who had extra money and just thought, you know this is a cool vision. I want to be part of it. Is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, the the, the cross section, of course, there's there's people that are, are just excited about new technology. You, you kind of combine uh, the EV world with uh, automation and AI. And that's what, those are buzzwords today. We've seen Tesla valuation and other EV vehicle uh, uh, companies, their valuations have just skyrocketed in the last six months or last year. In aviation, that's what Buy Aerospace is doing. We add add the airborne component to it. And some are doing kind of an EV tall, vertical takeoff and landing. We're the conventional wing Aspect.
1: Well, and and that makes sense because you've you've got a need you're filling already, and uh, I would think the amount of power to to weight is way way different to do uh, traditional kinds of flight versus uh, you know straight up takeoff. So um, you're nodding. So uh, rather than getting into the physics, I'm going to move on to my to my closing questions, which are, first of all, keeping keeping focused on the theme of the Proco 360 podcast, World Class Entrepreneurs Who Choose Colorado. How do you feel being in Colorado has played uh, a role at buy aerospace? I mean, if anything, I was thinking it'd be making it even harder with the airs thin. but has it played a role?
0: Uh, you know, the funny thing about electric aviation is we don't combust
1: there's no consumption of, of. But isn't there less lift? But isn't there less lift in thin air?
0: That, well, relatively, that's, that's true, but we, we convert that uh, quite nicely. It's, it's more of a combustion concern where less ah. dense air uh, doesn't provide as much energy in the combustion process for, for airplanes. So electric airplanes actually benefit uh, in some ways. As contrasted to an internal
1: combustion engine, uh, well, or the real the real intent of my question was: How's Colorado been as your home? I got off. I got you yeah. sidetracked. I'm sorry. No, about no, that. no.
0: That's that's a great question. Um, Colorado is a great a great state, and the the, the demographics of our area, particularly here uh, in the Denver Front Range area, uh, we're we're a, a well educated workforce. Uh, we're high tech uh workforce, and those are the ideal components for building a young company like Bayer Aerospace. We yeah. enjoy the community of course it's a healthy community, and we are are grateful to be a part of it
1: and i, I understand in your background uh from speaking with diane Simmerd, that uh that You've got some your family has sort of a, a history of sort of artistic endeavors um and and that that's one of the reasons you design beautiful aircraft. My question is, I mean your planes are beautiful to look at. I saw an old a uh, javelin that you helped design in the past. that was gorgeous. I mean, does beauty though help the plane fly? That's a great question
0: i i uh I think there's a, an old adage with airplanes. And if it looks good, it flies good. And we, <laughs> we believe that we believe that it turns out it's it's probably almost mostly true. Um, but if it looks good, it flies good. And, you know, the sleek, low drag appearance of an electric airplane, or a transonic airplane, uh, usually gives you a good indication it's going to perform its mission.
1: That's cool. Last question. Lots of times I ask a guest, you know, what's next in this case, that really doesn't seem right because it seems that we need instead to go back to this patience and persistence. Do you ever want to just start seeing your planes, you know, filling the sky? I mean, isn't it just brutally tough to wait? You're so close. We, we at Buy Aerospace are,
0: are doing this out a set of a passion, a, a love For aviation, it's been our life, Uh, and when we reflect on our legacy, what it is that we leave behind, our we feel a responsibility to the next generation, and so team, our leadership team, and all of our staff and engineers really are doing this out of a passion for aviation, and uh, the legacy that we want to leave behind is the the great mission of bringing along this new generation of electric aircraft and not just for the sake of having the electric aircraft but for all the benefits that it can pass along to the through the new pilots the new engineers and those
1: that follow us i think that's a good note to wrap on and i'm your host dave Tabor, today on proco 360 you've been listening to my conversation with george by ceo of by aerospace george thank you my pleasure absolutely i got the salute i got the aeronautical salute listeners Thanks for joining me on Proco 360, where we say live, work, love Colorado, because you and I and my guests can be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. You make the show successful by subscribing to the Proco 360 podcast and submitting review. Thanks again to show sponsors, community banks of Colorado, Holland and Hart, Kinsley Meetings, MicroStar Cake Logistics, VIA Technologies, and the Colorado Chamber of Commerce. That's the show. Live, work, love Colorado.